All I know is that Coldplay is the U2 of our generation. He's quite the basic. Music blaring in my ears. I can't do it. Trying to decipher how Coldplay is the YouTube. I get it when you said it again. You get it this time? You get it this time. Okay. Well, you said it more clearer this time. Yeah. When um, you said Coldplay is today what YouTube today used to be. Yeah. That still doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. All right. Yo, yo, we're back. We're back. Look at this studio we got going on. Oh, yeah. We've Check been the new teasing digs. a studio for a couple months, honestly. We definitely have. But as you can see, it takes a while to build a studio this good. <laughs> it does. Into this, especially when it's only Mike doing especially it. Especially when I'm doing it alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's come together. It has come together nice. Mike, good job. Thank good you. Good job. Thank you, everyone. Um, should we take this time to announce future things? Why we built a big studio? Right. Yeah, I think let's, it's a perfect time. Let's do it. No big, no big rush. Yeah. Or, or there is there a, a rush. There's, a, I mean, there's a perfect time. Yeah. I'm not rushed. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like you're pressuring me into this. I'm not. We just want to let you know. To break the news. Break the news. La Haas Boys has been such a fun podcast we've enjoyed doing for about two years. Yeah. In some podcast lifetimes, that's like 10 seasons. Honestly, we've done a lot of episodes. We've done more episodes than most it's podcasts. been a fun journey. <laughs> yeah. But we are switching. We're changing up the name. We're, We're now switching gears on the on name. On the name. Everything <laughs> yeah. needs a gear shift, honestly. <laughs> totally. If you just burn out first gear... Then you got to move on. So we're moving on to second gear. Yes. <laughs> fast Ones Show. That yes. is the new name. That's the new name. We are going to be the Fast Ones. The Fast so, Ones. So... We hope that you have enjoyed your time with the Haas boys. Yes. Because we have enjoyed our time. And it's still going on. And it's still a thing. Yeah. Just so you are all aware and obviously very confident in us that we're going to always be Haas fans. Yes. Always. (laughs) Do you see this? Max has got the logo on his chair. No, seriously. I was telling Mike earlier, I was like, I only care about two things in Formula One. Yes. It's Dan Ricardo. Yes. And Haas. Right. That's it. I mean, I kind of knew that. (laughs) Yeah. And so we will continue to always be Haas fans. And I think it's funny. I mean, look, when when we started the podcast, I'm going to break it down a little bit. Yeah. We'll roll the clock back. Yeah. We obviously love Gunter. Yeah. And it was Max's idea. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we started a podcast and we were the only Haas fans? Yeah. And we're like, oh, that would be really funny. And they're like, well, what if we do? And so we're like, <laughs> we'll start the podcast. So we started the podcast. Yeah. As Haas fans. As Haas fans. And we ended up being like such genuine Haas fans. Yeah. Like we saw a need. We saw a need. Americans needed a team to root for. Right. And there were no one taking notice of Haas. Nobody was like, caring. Like wouldn't it be hilarious? Yeah. This would give us a good chance. Yeah. To start up something fun. Maybe we could get into the pit at Haas F1. Maybe they'll like us. Maybe they'll like us. Maybe they'll be like, they're funny. We're quirky. Mm -hmm. We work together. Yeah. Um, So, you know, when those teen movies where the relationship between the guy and the girl. They've made a bet. They've made a bet bet. off a joke. Yeah. Can we take this nerdy girl and make her prom queen? How to lose a guy in 10 days. Storyline. Yeah. (laughs) All, how, many movies, me love, how many movies? How many movies? My fair lady. No, exactly a derivative storyline. Story <laughs> yeah. I've watched all of them. And in those stories, what always happens? Uh-huh. End, they always end up actually falling in love. Yeah. And we fell you in love the, with Haas. You take the nerdy glasses off of Haas F1, 
and, and it's it's a smoke fine show. looking it's a smoke one, show. <laughs> it is, especially when Nico Holgerberg. Oh came man, Kennedy is strong with that guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a handsome Ma- devil. Yeah, we got rid of Mazepin and Haas started looking good. He started looking real nice. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, we will forever be Haas yeah, fans. We'll all forever that to be Haas fans. I mean, one of the things that has prompted us to kind of with the name change is it opens us up to more of the world of motorsport. In the past year, we've been diving into more things like NASCAR, IndyCar, and so we get more questions about it. And we want to reach out to more of those people, but they've been kind of turning us down because we are like Haas. We, we literally have a sponsor that exists in their sport. Yeah. And they're like, well, I can't do anything with that because exactly. I have so it's contracts. Somewhat limiting. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so we hope to get some of those people on, which yep. will be fun for the future. So Definitely. we're hoping you stick around. Yep. Can I um, mention one of the biggest successes yes. from the Haas boys? Yes. Um, I'm actually really uh, anxious also, to hear this. I mean, also like rest in peace to Parker. Yes. We're still trying to track him down in Russia. <laughs> yes. He will always be a hospital with us and he will be on the show in the future for sure. Uh, uh, no question. Um, but our biggest success, I would like to say, has been the Hoss chap. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what a discovery. Honestly, he's done more with the Hoss name than we did. Yeah, he's gone on to be a member of that team, essentially. Yeah, it helps that he's in Europe. Yes, definitely. He's closer to Gunter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he and he's, the goons. He's usually within like one or two time zones of Gunter. Can you imagine how that feels? I mean, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> I don't know how it's possible. Feels so good, but England's closer to North Carolina than Utah is. That's uh, weird. Yeah, it might that's be. true. I actually, it's don't actually know. probably true. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah, but so. I can't even imagine what that feels like. Anyway, all to say that very proud of the fact that the Haas chap has done a lot. He's done a ton. We've talked with him, and hopefully, he's still on board. I, he is going to be our resident Haas correspondent. He is. We've used him at Silverstone. Yeah. And he crushed it. <laughs> it was the best thing that's happened to us. <laughs> so, I mean, as listeners come along with us as we transition to the fast ones, if you have questions, always send us in those questions. We're going to have some new emails and stuff sent out. Um, and if you have Haas questions that you want answered by the Haas chap, please specifically mention that and also if you have things that you want to complain about uh-huh. like us changing the name yeah you can also direct those yeah to the host chap any complaints <laughs> can go to the host chap and maybe host <laughs> chop which is it's a shop he's where they chop this. up some cars with yeah. a host cnc machine he's gonna love this so anyways well there you go there's the big news <laughs> that is a big news and uh, yeah the studio is gonna keep getting better definitely podcast is in the show is gonna grow so we hope you enjoy it um but let's move on to what we normally do. That's let's move on. Talk about the motors and the sports. Let's move on to the sport motors. And the only news that we want to talk about is the news that is breaking our hearts. It's going back to the two, sh- one of the two things I love about the sport. <laughs> Shattering hearts. Friggin' Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me what you were experiencing that day, Max. I want <laughs> to hear about the gloomy... At the, the what you felt like when you I woke up in gloomy. the morning. I just you remember. Weren't? I remember him going around that corner in practice. It was practice, right? Yep. And Piastris had freaking just like Binned it, ter- like perpendicular in the track. Yeah. Around a pretty blind banked corner. Yeah. And afterwards, Daniel Ricardo ditched it into the side to avoid hitting this doofus in the middle of the track. Right. And I kept thinking it's dark thoughts, but I'm like, he should have just. T-boned him. Should have just he taken him out. Taken him out and left the real Aussie in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> 
and some kind of payback the for one like Aussie his previous wanted. seat and yeah. all these things. All but, these mixed emotions right. and thoughts of vengeance. And it's like, it was right there, Daniel. It was there. No, but for we, the taking. No, no, no. Play the long game. <laughs> Play the long Daniel game. Daniel Hill, but in the moment, I am just gutted. Just gutted. It was brutal. The news to, uh, that we know at this stage yeah. is that uh, Daniel did break his left hand. I yeah. believe, right? Yeah. Uh, and that he was flown to Spain, not my words, to get a decent hand job. And so... <laughs> a job for the hand. He just needed his hand worked on. He got his hand jobbed up. I just, I just went... That's what they call it here in Utah. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, no, no few friends. I don't know why had... everyone's out there cringing or yeah. revolting at that. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's family like friendly. Makes perfect sense to me. That's why it would be called that. Do you want to know? You want to know what I watched this weekend? I watched um, Talladega Nights. Oh, again. Yes. I've just seen like once or twice. Um, and I always thought like, oh, Daniel Ricardo is the Ricky Bobby of Formula One. Oh yeah, for sure. And Ricky Bobby breaks his left hand in that movie, doesn't he? Yeah, because he won't say that he likes crepes. <laughs> That's right, and he breaks his arm. Yeah. <laughs> They're like very thin pancakes. Yeah, just say I'll it. accept that. If you say that you like very thin pancakes, that works for me. So Dan Ricardo is like Ricky Bobby. Ricky yes. Bobby does come back. He does. And he does win. It's the ballad of Ricky Bobby. And this is the ballad of Danny Ricky. Yeah. So Ricky Danny. Ricky Danny. <laughs> How's that not been a thing? Yet? We're gonna do it. Yeah, Ricky Danny. Okay. Oh man, the ballad of Ricky Danny. But can you help me, Tom Cruise? When I was like super bummed about it, I think we were talking and I was just so gutted. We just got him back. Just came back. And he, he, like fresh off the summer break. Finally, he's like official. I feel like it was official now. Right. He kind of jumped into the seat real quick. Right. Now it was like, oh, he's had like more thought behind this and we're, we're ready to go and then breaks his hand. Um, can you, but you had a good insight on like why it's not the worst place to break your hand. Right, yeah. Which I thought this was like really good to hear for those of us who are holding on for hope. Yeah, totally. He'll return. Well, Michael Italiano, which was his former physio, which is kind of like your trainer. Yeah. Uh, and his best friend yeah. is now working with Yuki Sonoda. How dare he? So, yeah, but he's still in the paddock and so he knows everybody. And recently they were asking him like what they felt, what they were thinking about Daniel, what was the likelihood of return. There's been some developments since then, but when they went in to do the surgery, essentially the idea was is that because it was the outside of the metacarpal bone, which is I believe what it's called, because it's that like bottom side of your hand, yeah, it's obviously sensitive, but you don't lean on it when you turn. Uh-huh. And okay, so yeah. when you're experiencing high G-force, it's usually kind of the more fatty part towards like your thumb. Yeah. Imagine just gripping something right now. Right. You feel it all in the upper part of your hand. You're not really using yeah. that inner lower part of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael Italiano's perspective was that this is probably the best part to have a break. Yeah. Given that once you recover, that's not going to be a, an overly sensitive part that you're going to experience pain with. Uh-huh. Uh, the struggles moving forward are that the racetracks that would be kind of on the radar as potential returns are a Singapore, which is a brutal race mm. for everyone. Yeah. Your, your hands and tire your hands and legs are tired when you're perfect mm-hmm. when you're perfectly healthy. Yeah. And then Suzuka, which is pretty similar in the sense of, are they just bold? I know very Singapore physical is racetracks. hard because it's notoriously hot and humid. Right. And it's a road course. Okay. So, so it's a street circuit. Excuse yeah. me. And so it's just really bumpy. 
Mm-hmm. It's really hot. Mm-hmm. And it's a long race under the lights. It's what it's still in the forty degrees Celsius, like nineties like to a hundred. Wario Stadium of the circuit. It kind of is calendar. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's fireball rings that yeah. you have to drive through and Singapore's nuts. It's just pretty gnarly. But uh, and then they go to Suzuka, which Suzuka is just really high G force. Mm. There's just a lot of really like high speed turns, mm. and it's a driver circuit, so it's really physical. Yeah, and uh, and you know, there's some of the corners are cambered and kind of like NASCAR bank. Yeah, at moments they're not as aggressive as like Zandvoort, mm. uh, but there's definitely some you know camber to them. Anyways, uh, the point being that both of those tracks are pretty aggressive. They're not like mild by any means. And so returning and coming back to like that kind of circuit, it might be after Japan, mm. which is a bummer. And what's after Japan? That's a great question. Let's look at our calendar. Yeah, a nice calendar here. Nice shirt, by the way, Mike. Yeah, that's a nice shirt you got there. Donka. <laughs> uh, the Qatar Grand Prix. Qatar. Yeah. And that one is a actual like racetrack. It's more modern. Um, it was developed it's been mostly run by MotoGP in the previous few years. Okay. Uh, but during the COVID calendar was yeah. added. Oh. And so it could be a nice little entryway for Dandy to come back in. Definitely a lot less aggressive on like the over physicality in, in, in the sense of that yeah. wear and tear on his actual, his healing wounds. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but we wish him the speediest of reco- recoveries. Yeah. And we know that Liam Lawson is doing a Liam Lawson job. An awesome job yeah. was the door, the bad joke there. Oh, I did not hear the pun at all. <laughs> I was like, like, Liam Lawson he's job. Doing a, doing a like, awesome yep, yep, he's job. He's doing what he would do. He's <laughs> Liam Lawson. He's doing a great <laughs> job, honestly. <laughs> and an interesting take on that is that I actually think that that's more concerning for Yuki than it is for Danny. Okay, here's your hot take. That <laughs> 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 was Helmet Marco. And speaking of Helmet Marco... This is why it's my hot take. Yuki Sonoda has been in the seat at AlphaTauri now for what, three seasons? Is this his third? third? Yeah. In his first season, he crashed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then they switched the car. Okay. And so the second season, he crashed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of got the double dose of rookie year, like right. everyone was, where they went from flat floor race cars to the new ground effects F1 cars. Okay. And in that transition, there was a lot of change for like, Mick Schumacher and Yuki Sonoda. Okay, yeah. And so with that happening, Yuki went through two gnarly seasons, but this third season, something has happened with Yuki that I can commend him on. He's mm-hmm. become an epic defender. I don't think that he's like going out there and making passes because the car hasn't been great on passing. Yeah. But because the car isn't really fast, if he qualifies well, you're bummed that you're behind Yuki. Okay. Because he's going to make life very difficult to get, to get past points. him. Yeah. Right. And so that's one thing that I can commend him on. But with those t- three seasons under his belt, yeah, there's a lot of money spent in damaged parts and things that are kind of, as I like to think of Helmet Marco, has a very <laughs> he has short-term memory loss for your last good performance. Uh-huh. But... He just also, focuses on the negative. He just, just harbors everything bad. Right. That's, that's, that sounds accurate to that kind of personality. Totally. That, yeah. And with Liam Lawson coming in and doing two races. Yeah. And in those two races, flawless. Mm. 
he hasn't gotten points. He hasn't been shocking the world with what he's doing. But he is still cheaper than Yuki. But he hasn't crashed anything. Yeah, he <laughs> still is saving more money than Yuki has. Right. And so I think there's an interesting thing here in the sense that Daniel is injured when he was at Zanvort. He was to- like running up there in the top 10 of the timesheets for practice uh-huh. before he crashed. Yeah, he was great. He seemed like he was going to put together a good weekend for himself. And uh, although that this is a bummer and a setback, I can see Red Bull potentially adding a kind of a different equation behind the scenes and a little less focused on the guy who broke his hand and a little bit more focused on the guy who's currently in the seat that can measure against Liam. Mm, it's yeah. more of a detriment to so Yuki, Yuki had just has a little Daniel. bit different pressure now that Danny's on. Right. Uh, and that, I think he was under, hand. yeah, and he was under pressure with Danny. So I, yeah. I mean, I think either way, this is a tough situation for him. Interesting. Wild stuff. I'm, I'm definitely he gets back on the track soon. Yeah. We'll see what happens to Yuki. See what happens moving forward. Yeah. Well, speaking of Xandervort. Yes. Let's uh, talk about Xandervort, which was a fun race. So good. Holy cow. Man. I, I, it was like we put all of the drivers in like that boggle game. <laughs> and every two minutes we were shaking it up. <laughs> it was wild. And like boggle or a bingo roller. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like just, spitting numbers out and you're like. 22. And no matter what order came out, eventually number one, Max Verstappen would just creep his way to the front. He would just leave. And then just get back, creep his way to the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was it? I think I sent you the stat. The number of passes. Yes, you did send us this. Was a record breaking number for overtakes in overtakes a race. Overtakes in yeah, one race. It was, it's now the most. It has the, the race most. That has the most overtakes ever. Um, which is wild. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the, everyone was just shuffled around. If you miss the race, go back and watch highlights. And we can thank the rain for causing so much trouble. So much trouble. And they had two major downpours during the whole race. I love the term, and it, it's not an American thing. And I like we have been stealing from the British since Formula One has risen to power. Yeah. But chucking it down is the only way that can be described <laughs> as some yeah. of those rainstorms. It was literally being thrown yeah. at the earth. <laughs> it is amazing to watch a race like that. For, just to see the... The track started out dry. Right. Then just get dumped on. Right. Completely wet. And then after like 10 or so laps, it's dry enough again that they're racing normally. Right. And then it gets dumped on again. And just to see like the power of those wheels to displace water. Also that it dries pretty quick. Right. It's just amazing. This weekend was one of those times where Ferrari got a bad rap because Charles Leclerc pulled into the pits. Tires weren't ready. And he changed it tires was or whatever. Such a f- wow, a freak one-off incident. I have never known Ferrari <laughs> to butcher a pit stop. I wasn't sure, just, like, if you were serious at first. <laughs> yeah, just but, very out of character for Ferrari. But was what's, was it because Bonotto was on track? <laughs> no, but he wasn't Monza. He, was, he wasn't Monza. Uh, but but what happened though is that uh, truth be told, Ferrari told him to stay out. Yeah. He came in because he knew that he was going to lose more time mm-hmm. being on track than waiting for tires. Yeah. So Charles is the one that is like, I know that I'm going to sit. Yeah. Let's just do it. But still, I mean, your your crew should be on the same page as you. It seems like, like they should have known. Get in here, man. Yeah. But um, here's the stat. Netherlands 2023 had 186 overtakes. Oof. The next closest race was China 2016 with 170. And those are lots of overtakes. Yeah. And then third was 2012. Fourth was 2011. China, what year? 
2016. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm like, these races are not close together. Uh-huh. And so for one of these current races yeah. to be on that list shows the improvement of the sport. Were any of those in 2021? None of them. Oh. It's 2016 all the way back to 2011. Dang it. I and was going to so, make a joke that all 170 of the one in 2021 was everyone passing Mazepin 170 <laughs> times. 186 passes. Yeah, it was wild. Pretty crazy. The race was just yeah. an absolute mess. It was yeah. so fun to watch. And then really fun to see Alonzo fighting that whole race. Yeah. And then what happened? Because at the end, near the end, Sergio Perez stayed out. Don't know if it, I don't know if it was his call or the team's call. Right. But then he went out of bounds. Like he went off track. Right. Alonzo took over his space. Right. And that caused Sergio that podium, right? Right. Jeez. Yeah. Sergio spun it going into turn one and backed into the wall. These things are just like slowly adding up for poor Sergio. Yeah. Helmet is remembering those awful moments. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. And something just to t- we we got so much to talk about. We got so much to talk about. Well, I, I think there's only one other thing to talk about, really. And yes, <laughs> I I have one. I have I you know Ferrari me. made McDonald's outfits again for Monza. <laughs> I don't know what else has happened in Formula One. <laughs> You're right. They did since our last recording of the podcast. They once again, <laughs> once again, looked like they were serving ketchup and mustard. Anyway, back to no, but so. Here's the other thing, and this is something that happened during the summer break, or at least some of the rumors started to kind of grumble. Yes. And we haven't talked about it. Now, on the Haas boys, we've changed. This is the one thing that we've changed. Yes. Moving forward, uh-huh. we won't make fun of Lance Stroll as often. Did we both agree on this? Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, no. No, Michael, no. <laughs> no, no. Michael, this is not right. No, Michael, this is not right. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm kidding. But because he's not going to be around much longer? That's probably why. That's too bad. Even then, I'll still make fun of him. Yeah. But essentially, we have kind of pointed it out all year long Mm -hmm. that Fernando is killing it. Yep. Absolutely killing it in the Aston Martin. Mm -hmm. And Lance has had moments, but they haven't been very often. Yeah. And on top of that- There's a very, very big difference- it's always like Alonzo's in the top five, Lance is in the bottom five. Like right. It's a very, very wide gap. Stark contrast. Yeah. And something that's becoming ever more apparent, uh-huh. and because it's starting to actually affect daddy's pocketbook more than the allowance that he gives Lance and calls a salary. Uh-oh. Yep. Is that in the Constructors Championship, Aston Martin, who was second. They're just behind Mercedes now, huh? Fourth. They're fourth now. Ferrari has overtaken. Maybe I looked up before the race this weekend. Yeah. Shoot. So it is Red Bull. That's where these things come into play. Mercedes, Ferrari, then Aston Martin. Dang. Because before this weekend, they were just barely behind Mercedes in third place. Yep. See, if you have Lance placing consistently in the top 10. Then this isn't a problem. This isn't a problem. And so it's starting to play some Uh effect on it. And like the rumors started coming out about Lance and the way that they're coming out is very funny. It's like, well, Lance like might want to try his hand at tennis. Oh. It's not that like Lance is being destroyed by a two-time world champion and potentially one of the greatest F1 drivers of all time. Yeah. It's well, Lance might like want to try his yeah. hand at tennis. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna help him leave gracefully. Right. They yes. like Latifi. Like Latifi just made an announcement during oh. the summer break mm-hmm. that instead of continuing his racing career, yeah. 
he's going back to college. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And so it's like, oh, good for you, Latifi. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted you. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're ooh. I feel like we're getting rid of all the billionaire boys. They're going. That is wild. And something that's funny about that is how frequently everyone's talking about how the talent in F1 has never been better. Jeez. Yeah, this is an amazing thing. It's an amazing time in the sport because the billionaire bias seat thing is dead. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you have so many people coming into the sport and loving it and being fans of it. And then these owners buying into these companies. Right. Like, no, we're not giving this kid a shot. Right. Let's get the best driver because I own this company. Like, right. There's tons of sponsors on this car. And they and they don't need to fight for those sponsors anymore. And part of the billionaire boy appeal for like a Williams was that it's like, well, you're going to bring money. Bring the money with you. Now those Williams, the Haases are worth billions in themselves. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, we don't need the billionaire boys anymore. We just need damn good drivers. Yep. And suddenly the field is within tenths of a second qualifying against Uh each other. And there's just no room for anyone who's not delivering. Yeah. And that's unfortunately Lance Stroll. My friend, Josh, he's a fan of the podcast, the show. Yeah. He better be a fan of the fast ones now. Yeah. Better come with us. Also, the new attitude of the fast ones is aggressive and in your face. We're not, we're not grateful for fans. We expect them. (laughs) This is the alpha podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We are alpha motorsport. We are super alpha fast ones. We are, who's the alpha car company? We are the Chevy Camaro. Oh yeah. Of podcasts. We pretty much are like, (laughs) we are a transformer. What is the alpha car company? That is like that ugly alpha bro. It's totally Tesla. Is it Tesla? It's either Tesla or Ram. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Ram pickups. Built Ford to Dodge Ram with the new HDMI back verter imports. (laughs) HDMI. (laughs) It's got a video cable. The new Chevy Dodge (laughs) with HDMI. You got a Hemi imports. Got a Hemi. Got a Hemi with a CPU processor V812. <laughs> I love that. The Chevy Dodge. When Max when Max <laughs> tries to go technical on a car, it's like computer specs keeps the Dodge Chevrolet. <laughs> the Dodge Chevy. I've always thought it'd be funny if a car company named one of their cars like another car company. Yeah, yeah totally. The Ford Chevrolet. Yeah, well it's like can you do that? I also feel like Chevrolet and like you're Detroit based. Who gave you the right to name something Colorado? Yeah. Or sure. Silverado. Get it. Or anything that's not out of Detroit. You can't tell me it didn't work. It did work, and yeah. it's still working, my friend. Yeah. What the hell were you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Built Chevy like a rock. Oh yeah, my friend friend sent me a, a video today of all of the drivers leaving the driver briefing at probably Monza. Oh, okay. Because the Ferrari drivers were dressed like McDonald's workers. <laughs> And they're all leaving. And everybody's like, do you want some fries? Yeah. <laughs> they're all leaving like in groups, like laughing and chatting with each other, all the drivers, buddy, pals or whatever. And then like, and then there's a little break and all of them have left. And then two seconds later, Lance just walks out alone. Just, <laughs> just sad. Hey guys. All right. I'll see you later. I'll see you on the track. Yeah. Oh, so it's kind, it kind of sad. Dude, I. <laughs> I feel bad. I do too. Um, except I don't. Ooh. <laughs> what else can we talk about 
Outcast. Zanvort. No, that was amazing. <laughs> Leave it in. Zanvort was so fun. It was so great. We can move. I don't fast know what else it. to talk about besides like go watch the highlights if you haven't seen it. It was so good. There, we've talked about before. There hasn't been a lot of crashes this year. No. And um. And that only had one. Yeah. That race only had one, and it was Logan. Yeah. Plan L. It's too bad. I want Logan to succeed. <laughs> I know, and honestly, no one else in the world does. It's what. It- <laughs> <laughs> like, like apart from the U.S. People, totally, the totally. U.S. market wants that. And honestly, he has been performing at times. Like I've yeah. been surprised at Zambort. He had a good qualifying until he crashed. Uh-huh. But when you think about Logan next to Alex Albon, who's a great driver, yeah, you are like, and the car that is kind of on edge mm-hmm. when Logan dips a wheel into some wet pavement yeah. during qualifying or during the race and spins it and smashes the car to bits. It's like, yeah, well, Mick Schumacher got that grace in his first season. Yeah. Like, that is where the grace comes in. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you, you missed it by the margin of error is very slim. Yeah. Don't make mistakes like that. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I think he's, again, now that the Williams has been more competitive, his qualifying mm-hmm. results have been pretty impressive. Yeah. And we haven't had a lot of, like, crazy mix-up crash races this year. We really haven't. And so this was a fun departure from that. Definitely. Which has been good to see. Uh, that takes us to Monza. That just happened. I love the Italian Grand Prix. It's I don't it's know so how fun. it's become the wild card of the season. Yeah. But it is just so good the last what since 21. Yeah, it's been wild. And why is that? Because why? It's just whoever has no downforce. Yeah, no, I mean it's definitely a, a big part of how a I car no performs why it at Monza. Is, but it seems like it's a fun fun race. It's, it's the Temple of Speed. You told me that when I first learned about racing. It's, this is the Temple of Speed and it is. as I've watched more seasons i'm like it is so real some of these other tracks they feel slower you have these chicanes all over the place or these like you know turns and corners and hairpins they're technical and fun but for like oh man monza you look at that track and there's like one chicane yeah and the rest is just these sweeping long turns that you can do flat out mixed with straightaways right and that's why you get these such fun fast races and there's i was telling mike at the beginning before we were starting recording there was a lot of good shots of the one corner chicane it's not like a very sharp chicane right you're gonna look up the the name of it just these sweeping s turns and watching the drivers hit those at full speed just you know watch those cars hold on to those corners and make their way through it was a really fun sight to see i yeah this it's just a fun fun track oh it's the Ascari chicane, which Ascari is Ascari chicane. I, yeah, yep, that's the one. The Ascari chicane is the one that's before you get to the parabolica. Yeah, and man, yeah, you're right. That section is so high speed. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, and it's one of the best like flowing parts of the track. Yeah, so cool. Um, just a gorgeous place. Gorgeous, gorgeous race. Well, and because of the storms that Italy has had this year, the Monza Park lost ten thousand trees oh man in these storms that is a lot of trees it, Although, i'm like how many trees do I you will, have that say, you can lose ten thousand i will say it's a giant giant park that that track sits in yeah it is huge i remember that was one of the things that like and, and for those of you who may be new to the podcast might yeah. not know 
Max and Parker went to the 2021 Monza Grand Prix. Yeah. And one of the things that they came back with that they were telling me was just how beautiful the park is. It's gorgeous. That the racetracks and you kind of like walk through this beautiful central park. Yeah. It's, but you yeah. can hear F1 cars. Oh, it's amazing. That's the craziest and thing. We were there with our friend Devin, who's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. And he went off into the trees looking for a geocache <laughs> and we left him there. <laughs> and you're like, we didn't see him for a Five, six hours? That's not even lying. Good luck. Yeah, and that's crazy. I When you said that there was trees that were wiped out, I'm like, oh man, Devin would have loved that. He would have found that geocache <laughs> a lot sooner if there hadn't been such a thicket of trees. <laughs> but so much simpler. But it's a gorgeous place. Um, and a f- yeah, it was a good race. Yeah, amazing. Uh, the, the results were predictable. Predictable. But I like, man, but still wild cardy. I mean, yeah, in the sense that especially uh, going off of Zanvoort last week mm-hmm. where Fernando was competing for the win and the Ferraris were kind of nowhere leading into Monza. Not that not that they're their same circuit because they're very different, but heading into Monza, there is still an element of momentum that I would not have put the momentum card in Ferrari's court. Mm. I just did not expect that kind of qualifying performance from them. Mm. And then to go with that, I didn't expect that kind of qualifying performance to be outdone by Carlos Sainz. I re- like mm. Charles is a master class of qualifying. Mm. The guy, it, like we've talked about it in the past, he's either in the wall or he's on pole. Okay. And if he yeah. has the opportunity for pole, it's one or the other. He's uh-huh. in the wall or he's on pole. Yeah. And this was one of the few times where he didn't crash and Carlos beat him. Yeah. And that was really impressive to me. We mentioned on this podcast that it, I feel that Charles Leclerc has fallen off. Oh, definitely. And Carlos Sainz has been this like silent driver, like this sleeper who's yeah. like, oh yeah, I am actually way better than Charles Leclerc. Yeah. He's consistent. Consistent that we've talked about is the consistency yeah. that's making him good. For sure. And then to show up this weekend with a pole winning qualifying lap was crazy. It was Awesome. And, uh, you know, I was watching it with my kids Mm -hmm. and I just was, I was screaming. It was part of for their (laughs) entertainment, but I was just like, yeah. Yeah. And it just felt so good to finally not have a Red Bull on pole A and And B, just to have a red car in Monza um, competing for that spot was just so epic it was such and especially the after Italians the year they had be losing their minds the tifosi yeah the, the tifosi were fans. for sure losing their minds because people were like well we know that max and sergio won like okay but now for the real cars yeah yeah it exactly. was a ferrari one two finish <laughs> yeah it really was <laughs> yeah and man we go to the race and the race was epic yeah there was lots of shuffling lots of pit stop strategy mm-hmm. things were going down it took max what 13 laps or so to pass Carlos, which was epic. Um, Carlos was a kidney stone this weekend. It was very <laughs> painful and difficult to pass. <laughs> um, I remember watching it and it seemed like Max was just happy to sit there patiently. Yeah. Because they came with the radio and Max is like, wasn't it this race where he's like, oh, Carlos is rare slipping. Yeah. Just like, and, and Christian is just like, just wait. Just do your thing. So yeah. Don't worry. It's, we have this Red Bull car. Yeah, totally. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Carlos is going to have to use everything, every tool in his, yeah. dis, in his toolbox yeah, and every ounce of that tire to stay ahead. Yeah. Just wait for it to fade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and honestly, I think that Max showed a lot of maturity in yeah. that way, which was impressive, but also man, Carlos is defending against Sergio against Max and yeah. against Charles was just like, come on. Yeah. Like that was impressive stuff. 
Dude, what, what's what's fun to see for me to watch um, is that the exit to the pit wall is like so crazy. Oh, yeah. The action that happens right at that exit is yeah. nuts because it's it's at the end of that straight and goes right into the first corner, which is that first chicane. Right. Which is famous. That's where Lewis and Max crashed. Yeah, totally. Epic. And what's also interesting is that people I've heard people say, like, it's ridiculous to pass there. Like if you've ever done it on a simulator or played in oh, the phone game, so tight. you don't pass there. No, but there were so many drivers that Attempted. attempt to pass there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's if you go see, go for the gap. Yep, totally. And so I, I, I will. And George Russell was just like they pushed me off, and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> just going through the Fetching track. George Russell. How many times did he do it this yeah, weekend? No, he's was, like they pushed me wide. Yeah, push me wide. <laughs> It's like four laps that were five seconds shorter than they should have been because he was just shortcutting. He's so funny. He's the worst. Yeah. He's getting to be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah. It is a like, it's almost greater than 90 degree right. No, it is. I feel like if you look at it at some angles, the track almost goes backward a little bit. Yeah. It's, then it goes back on track. That's yeah. a chicane that I hate. Yeah. It is super aggressive. And honestly, I think the reason that they did that because the track used to go straight. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason that they did that was because they were like, this is a super long straight yeah, away. Is we just going to kill someone. <laughs> just put something here. Yeah. They're like, we are going to start seeing cars flying off into well, the trees. Well, and then they head yeah. into the Curva Grande, which is that, that next big right? sweeping corner. Yeah. And so if they were going the yeah. full straight away into Curva Grande, they'd be taking that thing going so fast. Ooh, so fun. And so, and they could. And they I could. think that that's part of the reason why they're like, yeah, maybe a chicane here is a good idea. Yeah. Um, it's fun to watch some of those drivers pass on those big sweeping corners, the Curva de Grande. Yes. You know, just like, oof, they're gunning down each other. Well, mm. and something that we've talked about on this show in the past, or something that I brought up in the past, uh-huh. here's me being serious for a moment. Oh, Lewis is a butt. Lewis Hamilton. It's <laughs> amazing before I even got to it. Is that Lewis Hamilton, if you are on his outside, what does he do? He freaking crashes into you. Yeah. And Oscar Piastri and Lewis Hamilton going through Curva Grande. Yeah. And side then into, by side. And then into that. And then into the next chicane. Yep. And Lewis decides, oh, Oscar's not there anymore. Just knocks the nose off of his car. Yeah. And it's just like, Lewis, what are you doing? Yeah. At least this time is one of the few times Lewis actually apologized. Well, because he's not in contention for the championship. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like, eh. Yeah, he's like, that was my fault. I probably should go apologize to the If it was a different kid. year, yeah. that would not have been his fault. Yeah, he'd have been like, I don't know what else was thinking. I had the line, I had the I was ahead. I'm, I'm the greatest ever. <laughs> still I rise. Where's Angela? It's still my corner. <laughs> still I rise through the corner. Still I rise through the corner. How dare you try to stop me thought. from rising? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Past Jesus just taking me down. So we don't want to see that in this world. I was trying to bring us down. It's not fair. <laughs> He's always trying to bring us down. Fun race. Very good. Very good race. I had a, I, I like really genuinely enjoyed both of the last two races. I hope that the remainder of the year can keep it up. Yeah. We're on a real good roll of entertaining races. And, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't care that Max is winning. Uh-huh. They don't like in 10 wins in a row. Congratulations, Max. It's not stopping the party. Yeah. The entire field is in such a UFC cage match fight uh-huh. yes. that I don't care that there's a dude 20 seconds in the lead. It really is wild how close these other drivers are with each other. And they're having to really fight for every point for mm-hmm. every position. Yeah. 
and they can follow each other and they can do things that they never could do before. So I just I am going to continue to be the biggest salesman for the new regulations. I love it. They've killed it. Cool. Well, shifting gears. Um, I have a question for you. I feel like I blues clues shifting gears each week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a, it's like a turbo. <laughs> um, here's a question for you, Mike. Um, and this stems from, so my question for you is which drivers that are exist on the grid right now, mm. will we miss in 10 years? Oh, to say like after these drivers set has gone, which ones will we be missing? Who who are the Kimi Raikkonen's exactly. of the future? Because I I came into the sport with drivers survive. Right. I do think Kimi was so cool. Is the best. Sebastian Vettel was so cool. Oh man. Maybe because people were telling me that they were cool. Yeah, but you got to see it firsthand. Got to see it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sad that Kimi Raikkonen's not in the sport anymore, <laughs> yeah. and that Sebastian's not in the sport. Totally. You've been in here much longer. Right. And you have seen these drivers change from decade to decade to decade. Right. And when Daniel does eventually leave at some point in the future, I was like, I, whoa, whoa, what's the point? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, who else am I going to be excited yeah, to watch? Who am I going to be excited about? Um, and I've been enjoying watching Alonzo race. Totally. Um, so, I mean, so I guess maybe it's a two part. Like, who you think you're going to miss? We can answer this too. And then, like, who are some drivers that you did miss? And we're sad when they were like gone, gone, you know? Right. Uh, I think that like a David Coulthard was like somebody who is like really enjoyable to have interviews with each week because he's just kind of a sassy dude. Yeah. He's got a lot of funny comments. I'm sure you've heard him as in he interviews a post race and does oh, things yeah, occasionally. Yeah, about. And, uh, but when he was a driver, he was, he, you know, short fuse and a lot of funny things to say. Um, I mean, look, right out of the gate, uh, Nico Hulkenberg just did a Beyond the Grid interview that came out today, the day that we're recording, mm-hmm. uh, and I listened to it. And one of the things that I love about Hulk is that, like, Tom Clarkson interviews all of these legends, and he's he's an incredible reporter. The guy's so good; he always knows his stats. He's so prepared for the interview, and he asks great questions. Yeah, and like every question that he asked, he would like fire it back at Tom and be like that's kind of a dumb question and like start picking it apart and top be like, Nico, stop it. And it just was like, it was killing me. It's so funny. And, uh, because his personality is just like, he is that dude. He's like, Oh, you could have asked that better or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, he's just demanding even the best of the reporter who's yeah. interviewing. Well, him. He's German. Right. So it's like, he has that like staunch kind of like direct attitude. I could do it better, but he also kind of does have a yeah. little funny sense of humor. Yeah, totally. Which is uncharacteristics of what we think about with Germany. Right. But he's so very funny dry combo. and funny. Very dry. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I think that he's kind of a silent killer. Cause Kimmy was like, Kimmy was so dry mm-hmm. that, Every radio was just funny. Yeah. And so it was just played on TV because they're like, Kimmy's talking, just play it. Just <laughs> yeah. put it on air. It's yeah. going to be incredible. Yeah. And it, like Nico doesn't have that status, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you that Nico's had funny crap all year and we just haven't heard it. Uh, yeah. And so I think that like, you know, funny. he'd be a, a dude that I'll miss for sure. Yeah. And again, yeah. Kimmy and Sebastian are obviously clearly top of that list currently yeah for me alonzo will for sure be missed I, and funny enough i think that lewis hamilton will be a personality i miss 
Dude, I would, I would agree. I and would it's agree. because I think that it's also is like it's fuel for so many other things. <laughs> yeah. He and Toto have been talking about how Max's 10 wins in a row is like irrelevant. Yeah. It's a Wikipedia stat. And I'm kind of yeah. like, you guys are this. And, and Max's response was, I think Mercedes has a really tough time losing. <laughs> and, and I was like, Max is not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. Max would never have said that about Lewis. Yeah. Never would have said that. And now that Max is winning, he's just like, I don't know. I think they're sore losers. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're having a really hard time accepting second. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And it is what it is. But like at the same time, like, yeah, I'm going to miss that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the sore loser. The guy who comes over, bottom of tires of God. Like yeah. that kind of crap is just funny to me. I guess I, I started thinking about this question recently because I saw a video of who was it? It was like George Russell and Lando Norris and Max Verstappen and, someone else it might have been like carlos Sainz. they're all like playing paddle ball together right or i, I was probably alex albon or something yeah it's like oh these guys are like friends like yeah they're all homies yeah I, 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 when lewis is gone yeah who's gonna be like making them mad yeah who's the villain who's not the guy yeah. who hangs out with them exactly they're yeah. all it seems like everyone on the grid is best friends now <laughs> yeah it's just lewis who's the king and, still. I, and it's like yeah we pick on lewis but like he's such an important figure he's because a, of that. <laughs> you can't have a good movie without the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm like, and, and it's like I'm not even trying Batman to peg him as just the loser. If there's no villains, or, I'm not trying to peg him as just like the the. He's the a villain. contrast. You need but contrast. You need contrast. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like too buddy buddy right yeah. now. It's like no, we like the guy who's kind of like no, I don't hang out with you. And then the people that aren't buddy buddy. Remember, I forgot Ocon was a driver. Like there's just drivers. I'm like, oh, this guy's forgettable. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just like, I, oh, yeah, I'm not going to miss him at all. Right. So I just wonder who those guys are, you know? Yeah. 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 We, I, I'll be sad. I, I, and I don't know. So in 10 years, like, is there anyone on the grid that's going to become the villain? Well, the Lewis. And I, the, the contrast. Right. Well, and I think that what's something that I will speak to, because I'm sure that all of us kind of feel this way. Yeah. Fernando Alonso as a little back, like just rewinding the clock to his days at McLaren. Was he's always been a a joy? I'll put it that way. Fernando's always been great, but he hasn't always been as great as he is now. And same with Sebastian. Sebastian Vettel was kind of a punk when he was winning, mm. and Fernando Alonso was kind of a punk. Mm. And it's like, man, you 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 twist these guys a little bit to in their age, yeah. and you start to dial them up to their thirties and forties, mm-hmm. and both of them became. They aged like fine wine. So you think Max is going to be aging really well? Potentially any of these guys. Yeah. Like right now, Lando's kind of a pompous kid. He's got real pompous. And he started to irritate me. I liked him when he was like teenager annoying kid. I like that too. Yeah. But then when he's like grown into this 20 year old, like shave the goatee, you're kind of a doofus, but you think you're cool. He does think he's really cool. Yeah. And like all that, I'm like, but maybe he ages well and maybe he ends up being a David Coulthard or somebody that I'm like, I'll miss Lando when he retires. But I think it's hard to see right now because they're in that time period when they're their most annoying. (laughs) It's that it's yeah. when Lewis was at it's McLaren. A good, it's a good perspective to get from you. Who's done this a few times. It's seen careers come and go when they're young. They're really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they're really annoying. Oh man. So you have to get through that phase. And then you're like, you, you do, you start to grow to them. You're like, Oh yeah, we're, we're just like each other. Yeah. And maybe it's because I am Sebastian's age. I'm, I think I'm a year younger than Sebastian. Really? Yeah. 
Look up his age right now. I think he was born in 87. Really? Really? He's my age? July 3rd, 1987. It's 36. He is younger than me. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> what year, What month are you? June. June. He's a month younger than me. That's so crazy. What a punk. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes me feel older and more depressed yeah. than someone who's retired When from I see the like sport. Sebastian like in that car where they make fun of him, how he has like a receding hairline. Yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's had a long career. Yeah. What an old guy. Yeah, what an old dude. <laughs> Like, I was like, when am I going to start my Formula One career? Yeah, exactly. There's still time. There's still time. I got time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, you know, Jeez. maybe it's because Sebastian and I are the same age yeah. that I kind of go, I feel you, dude. Yeah. I want to be with my kids. I want to be home with my kids more. Mm. There's a lot of parallels that I feel to like what he's gone through. But I think, you know, again, Kimmy's also, Kimmy's older than me. Yeah. Uh, Fernando's older than me. Yeah. Lewis is older than me. Yep. And those guys are all still racing. So Sebastian mm. was an early exit. He was, yeah. yeah comparatively. Uh, but Daniel, Daniel's a little younger than both of us. Yeah, he's like 34. He's 34. So he's a year younger than me? Yeah. 34, 1989. Yeah, he's got plenty of years left. He's got time. Yeah. It's a great question yeah. because I think there is a lot to be seen in that way. Who's going yeah. to age like a fine wine? Yeah, and I, and it's it's weird to also put in the perspective like drive to survive. Like, who are they going to keep trying to create characters out of and follow storylines with? It's like I'll tell, tell you who I play won't into miss. it. Who Zach Brown? <laughs> Get out of yeah, here! We won't miss him. At some point, that's going to happen. When we're back, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> need to it's add good. one more thing so to good. it. So good. You need to get the the penny whistle thing, the, the, like the uh, slide whistle. Yeah, Daniel's five ten. Yeah, he's tall. Yeah, are you? Are you well, I'm five eleven. You? You're five eleven. So that's why that's why I see myself as Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, I think I see myself as Sebastian. <laughs> How old? Five, five nine and thirty six. Yeah. I'm oh, like man. we're very similar people. I'm just not just a gym. Remember when I did that full-on spreadsheet of all the world champion drivers oh, yeah, and, their and their height? height? Yeah. And oh, like over half of the world championships have been won by a driver who was 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. It's like Lewis, Sebastian, I want to say like one of the Prost or, yeah. or Aaron Senna. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. all the same height. Literally the same height. It's interesting. I feel like the we'll engineers are just like, yeah, the engineers are just planning on 5'9". Yeah, like the car's built for a 5'9". <laughs> and then they get a Yuki and they're like, oh, son of a... What in the hell? <laughs> we gotta put some weights somewhere. and throw lead in the car. Out. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for joining us for this episode, the first one of the Fast Ones show. Yeah. We're stoked about it. We're gonna have some fun going on in the future. It's just gonna be a fun ride as it always has been. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. we appreciate you guys joining us. Also, just being so accepting. Like, thank you guys for accepting this. Yes. In advance. Yes. Because we don't know if you do yet. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for accepting yeah. us and this change. We're grateful for it. Send us any questions on Instagram um, or email. You can still email us at yeah. doshosboys at gmail.com. Yeah, it'll be a couple weeks where we shift it over just to get all those emails keep coming in. Yeah. Any complaints you have, send them to the Haas chap. <laughs> Make sure that that... <laughs> forwarding address is yeah. correct yeah exactly because otherwise we'll just we'll just trash him but yeah he'll he'll be our correspondent we'll get some news out of him for sure all right well have a good one thank you everyone see you next week that's one small podcast
take the nerdy glasses off of Haas F1, and, and it's, it's a fine-looking F1. It's a F1 smoke too. shell. 